Would you grab your Bible with me this morning? If you're here, if you're at home, would you grab your Bible, your iPhone, your laptop, your tablet, whatever you got? If you believe it, let's say together, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same again. I will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you turn with me to the book of John, chapter 6? John, chapter 6. I want to read just a couple verses. This is coming off of the passage we all know where Jesus sent the disciples out in the boat at night, didn't go with them. And then he went and met them on the water, and he was walking on it, and we know that story. A little bit later on, it says that those who were on the one side went to the other side and found Jesus there, recognized he wasn't in the boat, asked him how he got there. But beginning at verse 26, let me just read this. Jesus answered them, I'll go back to 25. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? And Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. You are looking for me, not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. On him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Verse 28. Then they asked him, What must we do to do the works that God requires? And Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe. The work of God is to believe in the one that he has sent. I want to tell you today is an exciting day. The first two Sundays of every new year, are days that are dedicated to setting the course for the new year ahead of us as the body of Christ here on earth. As I mentioned before, last week, we talked about reaching the unsaved, putting the names in the vase, praying for them on a regular basis. That was all of last week. As I was praying for today, the Holy Spirit reminded me that for you and I, when we made the decision to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior... The Bible tells us that we became new creatures. The Bible says the old man passed away and the new man came. In fact, what the Bible calls us, and I'm not sure how many of us like this, but it says when we come to Christ, it says on this earth, we become aliens. Now, do I believe in aliens? Yes, I do. But they don't come from other planets. They come from this planet and are changed to become an alien. That's what the Bible calls us. That means that in every way, and I want you to hear this, if we are alien, in every way, you and I are to be different from all of the earth dwellers. You and I filled with a different spirit than those of the world In every way, we are to be different. And at the beginning of every new year, 
I want to tell you that difference could not be clearer. Today I am counting on the Holy Spirit to allow you to grasp and understand what God has laid upon my heart because I don't think I have the ability to do it. So as I share this with you, I am believing that the Holy Spirit is going to just switch lights on today all over the place. That is my prayer. Going into the new year, and I just want to ask those of you who are here, how many of you have ever at the beginning of a new year actually took the time and wrote down some resolutions and said, this is what I want to begin doing? How many of you have ever done that? Yep. How many of you did the, I'm going to lose weight this year? Just let's be honest in church. We can do that. Would you put your hand up? Oh, I see the hands right here like this. That's beautiful. How many of you made it more than three weeks? How many of you? All two of you, that's awesome. Well, I want you to think about this. As we look ahead at the year that lies in front of us, those of the world, they ask this question. They go, hmm, what what do I want for this year? What are my goals going to be going into the year 2021? What are the resolutions that I want to make? And then, with all of their strength and all of their will and all of their character, they try and make those things happen. And I'll tell you what you know. Heard it again this week. The average resolution that's made on January 1 lasts less than seven days. That should not surprise us. Most of us have been there. That's what earthlings do. Let's talk about what aliens do. For you and I, as children of God, possessed by a different spirit... Those who are in this earth kingdom, but we are not of this earth kingdom. Let's just get that straight. We begin by asking a totally different question. Our question isn't, what do I want for this year? Our question is, Father, what are you wanting to do this year? Father, what are you wanting to do with me this year? Father, what are you wanting me to believe for so that as I believe for it, you have the freedom to accomplish it? I will never forget a number of years ago as Jane and I and a number of you were at the Believers Conference in Fort Worth. As we were sitting in one of the sessions, Kenneth Copeland was speaking and he made a statement that made the entire trip of the conference worth it. He talked about being out shopping one Saturday putting on his normal clothes, and I just got to say, this last week, it was so funny again. I was dressed up in my normal clothes, and I went to a store. I had my hat on and my normal coat on, and one of you walked straight by me and didn't even recognize me. I just thought I would try and see. I didn't say a word. I walked straight by. Can I just say, you missed a blessing. I was going to hug you. I mean, not hug you. I was going to greet you virtually in the store. But Kenneth Copeland dressed up in normal, everyday clothes. He went, I can't remember if it was Lowe's or Rona, some of you who are there remember. As he was picking up some things, he bumped into somebody in the section where he was working or getting things, and they started talking, and the guy didn't know him, and he didn't know the guy, and as they were talking, the fella asked Kenneth Copeland the question that all of us guys ask eventually because we're kind of awkward, and we go, so, what do you do? Without even having to think about it. 
He said the Holy Spirit dropped into him and he looked at the guy and he made this statement when the guy said, so what do you do? He looked and he said, me? I believe. And the guy just looked at him. He says, I believe. That's my job. That's what I do. I want to tell you, as I sat there, inside of me, all kinds of lights just went off. I had called myself a believer for years without ever thinking about the fact that as a believer, my job is to believe. The scripture that I read earlier when they came to Jesus and they said, Jesus, what is the work that God requires of us? Jesus' response couldn't have been clearer. You want to find out what it is that God asks of you and me? Jesus said this, this is the work that God requires to believe. That's it. The work of God is to believe. Believe in the one that he sent. Believe in the words that he has said. When God speaks to us about anything, to believe it. Before we get into what God is wanting us to believe for this next year, I want to give you three homework assignments. How many of you are really missing being in school these days? Just raise your hand, would you? Yeah, all four of you kids who want to get back into school. Well, can I say it's awesome? Tomorrow you're going back to school. Praise God, while the rest of the country is shutting down, we have a premier that has opened the school, has invited the kids to come back, has chosen not to walk in the fear that so many are walking in, and we're believing in that. Kids will be praying for you. And again, as a child of God, you are a virus graveyard. Don't ever worry about this landing on you. It'll touch you, and it will die. That is what you go back with. I'm giving you some homework today. If you choose to accept it, how many of you just raise your hand by faith? You go, I will do the homework Pastor Colin gives me. Just raise your hand. Okay, put it down. Those of you who didn't raise your hand, would you stand up? Ushers, would you take them? Would you? I want to give you an assignment because I got to tell you honestly, as as the Lord and I were spending time putting this together, the Lord impressed upon me, you are not going to get all of it today. You're going to get some. And as you spend time in what I share with you, it is going to go deeper and deeper and become more and more real for you. My prayer is that every one of you would be moved by the Spirit to do this. Three things. Number one, would you write this down? Would you write down the Christmas story? We just finished celebrating the Christmas season. I got to tell you, I stopped for a bit with all that's going on in the world. It seems like Christmas was months ago. Can I tell you? It was only three Sundays ago. Only three Sundays ago, we were celebrating Christmas. Doesn't it feel like months ago? Unbelievable. But what I want you to do is I want you to go back to the Christmas story. I want you to look at it through the lens of the, the lens of all that's happening in this story is happening for one reason. God was able to find a group of individuals who were willing to do the work that God requires 
And that's this. People who, when God spoke, they believed him. The entire Christmas story is because he found people who would believe him. Let me say it straight up. Not because it was easy. And not because what he said made sense. And not because it was even possible. They believed it for one reason, and that was because God said it. I want you to think about this. When God spoke to Mary, she believed it. When God spoke to Joseph, he believed it. When God spoke to Elizabeth, she believed it. When God spoke to Zechariah, it took him a little later, half hour later in Newfoundland, but he believed it. When God spoke to the shepherds, they believed it. When God spoke to the wise men, they believed it. When God spoke to Simeon, he believed it. When God spoke to Anna, she believed it. And because they believed, their world and our world was changed forever. He found a group who would believe him. Would you write down number two? Would you write down Abraham, Genesis chapter 12? The beginning of the story of the people of Israel, God coming to a young man by the name of Abram, talking to him, asking him to do some things, and he believed it when he heard it, and he did it. But in chapter 15, as an older man, not having a child yet, God came to Abram in a vision. And in the vision, he said, Abraham, I want you to look up to the sky. I want you to count the stars if you can. And then he said, so shall your offspring be. He had no kids in his 70s, 80s, and 90s. Yet God said, so shall your offspring be. Can I tell you what it said? Genesis chapter 15, verse 6 says, Abraham believed the Lord. Not because it made sense. Not because it was possible. Not because it had already happened and he could look back and go, yeah, God did it. No, he believed it because God said it. And I love the latter part of that verse that says, God credited that belief to him as righteousness. Don't let anyone ever tell you that God was not able to make people righteous in the Old Testament. Belief made him righteous like belief makes us righteous today. Abraham believed. I want you to go and look at this story through the lens of God looking for someone to believe so God could do what he wanted to do. Would you write down number three? Would you write down Hall of Faith? Hall of Faith? Hebrews chapter 11. That is the chapter in the Bible that we have been turned to over and over. A lineup of people beginning with Abel that God spoke to. They believed it because they believed. They acted on it. And because they did, they were known as having faith. We know the definition. Belief plus action equals faith. Terry, could I have you 
pull over the whiteboard for me again. Belief plus action equals faith. I want to challenge you to spend time in chapter 11 of Hebrews. Let the Holy Spirit open up your eyes as you look at it through the lens of having God found a people who would believe him, and as a result of believing, look at the outcome. I want to tell you this. 2021, God is wanting to write a new Hebrews chapter 11. God is looking to write a new hall of faith, lineup of people who will believe. A people who would go to God and say, God, what are you wanting to do? God, what are you wanting me to believe for? God, what are you wanting me to declare by faith? Declaring what's not yet as though it already were. For one reason. Why? Because he said it. That's your homework. If you choose to accept it. I will leave that with you. This morning I want to give you as we are talking on Declaration Sunday, which is today, I want to give you eight steps to bring you and I to the place where God is able to do what he's wanting us to do for this year in our lives, in this world, simply because we are doing the work that God requires us, and that is to believe. They're going to be on the screen for those of you here. For those of you not, I'm going to write it on the board so you can see it. Uh, Those of you reading on the screen, you won't need to have near the discernment. For those of you who read it off the board, God bless you. Number one, would you write down, inquire of the Lord? Inquire of the Lord. We as believers, we do what earthlings will never do. We begin by going to the Lord and we ask the question, Father, what are you wanting to do this year? What are you wanting me to believe for this year? And I want to encourage you to ask him regarding several areas of your life. Would you just make a list quickly? I'd like you to ask him what he wants you to believe for your marriage. Those of you who are married, ask him, what are you wanting me to believe for? For those of you with family, and we all have family because we come from somewhere, you ask the question, God, what are you wanting to do in my family? What are you wanting me to believe for? Would you write down ministry? Every one of us have a calling and a purpose, and we go to God and say, God, what are you wanting to believe for concerning ministry through my life? Would you write down finances? Would you say, God, what are you asking me to believe for financially this year? Would you write down politically? God, in this climate, what are you asking me to believe for? What are you asking me to declare for? Would you write down the church? I encourage you to go to the Lord and say, Father, what do you want me to believe for the church this year? For our church, what is it you are wanting? Would you write down yourself? God, this year, what are you wanting me to believe for me? 
What are you wanting to do in my life? What are you wanting to do in me? I want to know that so I can believe it and come in line. I want you to hear this clearly. This is not about my will be done. This is about thy will be done. But I do want to tell you, don't be surprised as you're waiting on the Lord, and especially those of us who've been doing this for years, don't be surprised when what God is asking you to believe for is already in your heart. It's already there. He has a way of planting his desires in our heart when we have a heart toward him. And when he says, I want you to believe for that, we go, oh, yes. I want you to think in the Christmas story when God asked Elizabeth, who was well past the years of having a baby, when God said, Elizabeth, I want you to believe for a baby, was Elizabeth believing for a baby already? For years, the cry of her heart was, God, would you give me a child? Would you take away my shame? When God said, Elizabeth, I want you to believe for it now, what happened? An old lady from the senior's home, not quite in isolation, got pregnant. Don't be surprised. Her heart already longed When she heard the word, it stirred faith inside of her because God's word gives faith. First step, inquire of the Lord. Father, what are you wanting me to believe for? Would you write down number two? Would you write down, listen? One of the things that every person who walks by faith, one of the things they has is when God speaks, they hear him. God spoke to Abraham and he heard him. God spoke to Mary and she heard him. When you go through Hebrews chapter 11, every name that is in there, when God spoke to him, spoke to them, they heard him. I want to tell you, God is speaking today to you and me. As his sheep, he has created us to hear his voice. I want to encourage you. Sometime in this next week, I encourage you to carve out time. Shut down the electronics. Shut down life the way you know it. Find a quiet closet to simply listen for the voice of God in your life. I will never forget, and for those of you who know me, you have heard this countless times. I will never forget when I was in seminary. And as I was studying about Martin Luther, I came across a place where Martin Luther said, if I had 30 minutes in a day to spend with the Lord, he said, I would spend five minutes reading my Bible. I would spend 10 minutes praying. And I would spend 15 minutes listening. I want to tell you the agenda of most of us today. For most of us, we would spend 28 minutes reading, two minutes praying, And we're out of here. The listening part has kind of fallen off for most over a long period of time. Well, can I tell you, that's changing. The Holy Spirit is bringing us back. He's been teaching us to hear the voice of God with clarity. And I want to tell you, when we are wanting to know what God is wanting us to do and believe for, we are needing to hear with clarity. 
And I prophetically declare over every one of you who takes the time to wait, you will hear. Would you write down number three? Would you write down, write it down? Write it down. When you hear from the Lord, write it down as soon as you get it. And write it down the way that he gave it to you. Write it down in the word order he gave it. Don't wait until the end of the day. Don't go, well, I'll remember this. I won't forget this. Let me tell you. Part of the enemy's job is to make you forget what you are supposed to remember. And to make you remember what you're supposed to forget. That's part of the enemy's job. And in most all of our lives, he is darn successful. That is why I want to tell you every Sunday, those who sit and just listen with nothing in their hand and no paper... They walk out 70, 97% of what they hear disappears before they walk out the door and they walk out with 3% of crumbs. That's just reality. That is why we encourage those of you to come with a notepad and a pen and when you take it and you write it down, it instantly jumps to 15. When you look at it again, it jumps to 65. When you spend some time in it, it jumps to 85 or 95%. Some of you are fine with three. Oh, well. Some of you are wanting the full load. And writing down tips the difference. I just, I want to just tell you one thing as the Lord and I were talking about this. Uh, Can I just tell you, we have this because someone wrote it down. Have you ever thought about that? Some of us, if it was up to us to write it down, there would be no Bible in your life. Well, praise God, it wasn't up to us. Someone heard it, and they wrote it down. I want to tell you some of the things that God is going to ask us to believe for. They're going to happen quickly. I will never forget a number of years ago when there was one lady in our church. She phoned me up about five months into the new year. She said, Colin, everything my husband and I wrote down and believed for, it's all been done already. She goes, what do we do? I said, take the year off. No, I didn't. I said, go back to the Lord. I said, inquire again. I said, there's so much of the year left. There's so much he wants you to believe for. I said, tell me how exciting it is to see it happen so quickly. I want to tell you, some of what we're believing for is going to happen in days or weeks. But I also want to tell you, some of the things we're believing for are not going to happen for months or years. How long did Abraham have to wait and believe from the time he got the word until Isaac's face hit the sunlight? 25 years. I want to tell you when we write it down, we have it with a clarity that we first heard it 
And we need that, especially when we go through seasons of darkness, when it looks like and it feels like things are going 180 degrees opposite of what we're believing for. In those moments, we go back to what was written down and we are able to hold on in the darkness to what God showed us in the light. When God speaks to you, write it down. Number four. Would you write down scriptural confirmation? Scriptural confirmation. When God speaks to you, a rhema word. And let me tell you, there won't be a single thing that you get from the Lord in the rhema that will be contradicted by scripture. But there will be scripture that God gives you to confirm what you are to believe for. And if there isn't, you have to ask the question, is this really from God? We, we know the story. I remember hearing of the pastor who believed that God told him to believe that that man's wife was going to be his wife. I think he would have a tough time finding confirmation in the Bible, don't you? When I get a word from the Lord, a rhema word, I take that word and I say, Father, would you give me scripture? Would you give me logos word to confirm that? When I get that scripture, I write that down underneath what he's asking me to believe for, and that word is double-packed, rhema with logos. It is sealed. Find it in scripture. Would you write down number five? Would you write declaration? Write out a declaration. As God speaks to you and confirms through his word what he's asking you to believe for, I encourage you to write it out in a way that you can read it and declare it every day. You may have only one. Can I say, when you're waiting on the Lord, you might only get one in that quiet time. Write it out. You might get 30 things that God is asking you to believe for. (coughs) And can I say to you, there is no way that we can be faithful or to remember the way that God gave it to us. Write it out so that we can read through and declare those declarations. Jerry Seville. We have all heard, we've talked, we've read. Jerry Seville says when God gives him what to believe for, he writes it down and he puts the date on it. He says he declares it, he believes it, and when it is fulfilled in his life, and can I just say what Jerry said? He made a statement and said, there has never been one thing that God asked me to believe for that was not fulfilled. That is quite a statement. He said, when I write it down, I date it. When it's fulfilled, I date it. He said, I want to know when that was fulfilled in my life. And he says this, because when I go through those seasons of questioning and doubting, when I'm being hammered by the enemy, when I'm being tempted not to believe, he said, I pull out my book, I look at it and read it, I see the date he gave it, I see the date it was done, and I stir myself up in the faith And I walk away from that believing again. You write down a declaration. That is his Hebrews chapter 11. 
He reads it. God builds up his faith like a muscle. You write it into declarative form. Would you write down number six? This one seems so dumb, but it is so important. Would you write down, believe it? Make a decision to believe it? Do you remember the old saying? God said it, I believe it, that settles it. Can I tell you how wrong that is? God said it, that settles it. Now my choice is whether I'm going to believe it or not. It is remarkable, and I want to tell you again, I'm so glad the God job is full. It is remarkable to me that we have been given the ability not to believe. Have you ever thought about that? God gives people the choice not to believe. Not to work with God. Not to experience his will in their life. That free will thing, I want to tell you, I I don't think I would have done that if I was the creator. I wouldn't have given it to me, and I wouldn't have given it to you. Neil Anderson, and we've all heard this, he makes a statement. He says, believing is a choice that God has given us, and he gives us the power to choose right. We can choose to believe. I want to tell you again, Mary chose. Abraham chose. Moses chose. David chose. Joseph chose. They chose to believe. Why? Because they were believers. Somewhere along the line, when God speaks, we need to make a choice. God, I believe you. Would you write down number seven? Would you write down, declare daily? Declare daily. I will never forget when I first heard the statement, faith is voice activated. Let me say it again. Faith is voice activated. I believe, therefore I speak. What we have learned about Abraham in Romans chapter 4 It says, Abraham, his faith declared, he spoke out what was not yet as though it already were. Long before he had a child, Abraham declared, I am the father of many nations. I want to give you one example that you know. A number of years ago, my marriage was a two out of ten. Some of your marriages are a zero out of ten. Some of your marriages are five out of ten. Some of your marriages awesomely are ten out of ten or eleven out of ten. There was a season in my life my marriage was a two out of ten. When I went to the Lord and poured my heart out before him, the Lord began laying in my heart an understanding of, of what faith was. I recognized that And I've come to learn it later that every marriage is killed with words. Every marriage is killed with words. 
God laid upon my heart and he said, Colin, I want you to begin calling your marriage a 12 out of 10 while it's still a 2 out of 10. When the Lord said to me, flesh declares what is, faith declares what's not yet, as though it's on its way, that changed my life. When my marriage was a 2, I declared it a 12. Can I ask you this? The Bible tells us, let the weak say what? Can I tell you, the world would look at you and I and say, you are absolutely stupid. You're sick? Why don't you say you're sick? Because that's what earthlings do. That's what people of no faith do. The Bible says that we as believers, when we are weak, we have the ability to declare by faith, I am strong. The Bible says this, let the poor say I am. Can I ask you this? How many people do you hear go, oh, I hardly have enough to make it. We're just getting by. I don't have enough to give to missions. I don't have enough to help you. Oh, we're so poor. How many parents go, child? I want you to think about this. If faith is voice activated, when I say I am weak, I give weakness the ability to land on me. Seniors, can I encourage you to never speak like earthlings? Oh, I got aches all over my body. That's what happens when you get old. Really? I encourage those of you who are surrounded by people who go, oh, I can't be around people because I might get COVID. Would you look at them and say, I believe you, you will. The Bible tells us the very thing you fear will come upon you. Can I say this? The very thing you faith will come upon you. When I am weak, I'm going to say I'm strong. When I'm struggling financially, I'm going to say I'm rich. When my marriage is a two, I'm going to declare it a 12. But I need to do it verbally. Long before it happens, we speak, we declare, we believe, and all of heaven goes to work to bring it about. I want to encourage you daily, daily, you take out your declaration list, you take out what God is asking you to believe for, and you verbally declare it, and you believe it. Faith is voice activated. Would you write down number eight, the last one? Would you write down, give thanks? I want to tell you, those of the world, those who walk in flesh, they're at a place where they need to see it before they can acknowledge it, before they can believe it, and before they give thanks. But those of faith, those who believe that when God speaks, like Bill Winston says, when God speaks, his word is the title deed. It's as good as done. You've already got it when God speaks it. That's why those of faith, 
The moment they declare, they finish off by going, God, thank you. Not after getting it, they give thanks before because God said it. I got to tell you, I learned to give God thanks for my 12 out of 10 marriage when I was at a two. Father, thank you. Long before it was, because God told me what to believe for. Can I say this to you? In every area that God asks you to believe, after you do the work of believing and declaring, can I ask you to give thanks? Giving thanks is one of the greatest acts of faith in a person's life. In all of our lives, I want to tell you straight up, God is wanting to do some amazing things in 2021. In our country, in our province, in our world, God is wanting to do some amazing things. What he's looking for is someone who will believe what he's wanting to do. Can I ask you, does it sound weird to you that as I wait on the Lord and as I prepare that what God gives me is sometimes for me? I got to tell you, as God and I were preparing, I stopped in the midst of it and I had to respond to what God was saying and I said, God, I want to be that guy. I want to do what I call myself. I call myself a believer. I want to believe. Lay it on me. Tell me what it is you're wanting me to believe for and I will do it. I want to encourage you today. I know. I lost some people right here. I know that. I lost a whole bunch more right here and right here. I know that. I don't care about that. What God's looking for is the one who will get to hear. To write another Abraham story. To write another Christmas story. To write another Hebrews chapter 11. God's going, I need to find someone who will believe. Could I encourage you? This next week, Dana, could you come? This next week, as you walk into Superstore, or you walk into Rona, or you walk into Walmart, and you start up a conversation with somebody and it happens in the conversation that someone says, so what do you do? Can I encourage you to practice? Oh, thanks for asking. I believe. You what? I believe. Because I'm a believer. Would you practice that this week? Would you bow with me? Oh, Father, I want to say thank you again that you have been teaching us and bringing us to a place where not only do we believe that you speak what we believe, that you have given us ears to hear. 
I thank you that it's not just in the Old Testament that you have found those who would believe and as a result they acted upon it and they became known as people of faith. But today, in 2021, you are looking across this globe for those who will hear your voice and believe in order for your will to be done. Father, I ask right now that you would take this word that you would seal it upon the hearts of those who are listening. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would stir inside of us in this next week to turn to you and begin inquiring, Father, it is not my agenda, it's not my will, it's not my resolution, it's not my kingdom, it's yours, God. Would you open my ears and would you download to me your heart, what you are wanting to do in all the areas of my life? I release a grace that there will be ears to hear and we will capture that word and Father we will be faithful as believers to declare your word by faith to declare what's not yet as though it already were we declare that we are strong we declare that we are rich we declare that we are healthy we declare our marriages are 12 out of 10 we declare in the midst of a world filled with earthlings. May our declarations be a powerful witness and a powerful hope and a powerful prophetic voice of what you are doing. Father, today in this place, you have given every one of us the ability to choose It still amazes me, Father, you've given us the ability to choose and say no. I will not listen and I will not believe. But Father, for those today who will make a choice and go, God, I want to believe. I want to believe what you are asking me to believe for, to see it done. For those of you in here today and for those of you at home, if that is the cry of your heart and today you are making a choice to believe, I want you to stand where you are right now. As an act of faith, would you stand to your feet? Because faith is voice activated, I would like you to say with me, I am a believer. I am a believer. Father, I will inquire of you. I will listen for your voice. I will capture that word. And I will believe it. And I will declare by faith what's not yet as though it already were. And by faith, I will give you thanks in advance. In the powerful name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Would you receive the blessing of the Lord today? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine on you and to be gracious to you. 
The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and fill you full of his peace. As a believer, I declare that in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And as a believer, if you receive it, would you say, Amen. God bless you today. Have an awesome week. I pray blessing over you as you have your homework assignment, as you take the time to quiet and inquire of the Lord. I believe this is going to be a week more important than what's happening in America that is going to change our life and world. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you next Sunday.